This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It is great to have everyone back here for another episode of the Drop Podcast. I know all of us would like to be listening to this podcast to where we could talk about a huge Blues win, a start of a good winning streak, the start of the Blues playing like they did in the second half of the season and also in the playoffs. But that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about a team playing at home against a team that, if you look on paper, is nowhere near as talented as the Blues. But as we found out at the beginning of last season, it takes a lot more than looking good on paper to win games. There's a finite difference between a team that wins a game and a team that loses a game. And a lot of people are going to say it's goaltending. Goaltending has a lot to do with it. But the key to winning a game? Mistakes. You make too many mistakes. You give the team opportunities that they didn't work to get because you're just handing them to them. Bad penalties and so on. And so far this year, the Blues are making a lot of mistakes. And a few players that aren't playing great right now. One of them that I would like to talk about is Justin Falk. I think the Blues made a major mistake of trading for this guy and signing him immediately. I think he looks lazy. There's times where he's slow to the puck. And I understand you can't go 100% every period, every minute of the season. I do understand that. I played hockey. But there are times when a puck is in the corner, he skates over very softly when a player from the other team is just steaming in on the puck to get it. He's very nonchalant with the puck, and I have not been impressed with him at all. There's times he has played good, but to say Justin Falk has played great and met the Blues' expectations and fans' expectations, I think would be totally wrong for people to say that. I'm not making him the scapegoat. But when you have a guy on defense that logs the minutes that he does, and he's not playing at his best when the team needs him to, it costs you games. Now, goaltending's not been as good as it was last year, and I warn people about that. Everybody was thinking that Jordan Bennington was going to be this guy that only lost 15, 20 games a season, had a goals against under two, had a save percentage above 918. That's a lot to expect of a guy who's in his mid to late 20s, who got his first chance at the NHL and played half a season. I'm not saying Jordan Bennington's a bad goalie. I'm just saying people's expectations for him are a lot higher than they should be. I would be happy if he was a type of goaltender that made big saves when you needed him to, regardless of his save percentage, as long as he makes that big save when he needs to. And he's made some great saves this year, but there's been times when he has not made the big save that he needs to to get this team the win. And there's been times the defense has just hung him out to dry. So this is a full team not playing up to their best potential. 
I don't know if they look at last year and think, well, we weren't good at the first part of the season. We'll just turn it on when we need to. And you can't do that. Every team is gunning for them because they're last year's Stanley Cup champions. And the Blues haven't played up to that level. Let's go ahead and get into this game between the Canucks. It started out pretty good for the Blues. When a guy who hasn't scored in quite a long time, Robbie Fabry gets his first goal of the season to put the Blues up one to nothing. Now Steen a shot in front off the goalpost. They score! Fabry gets the rebound and the Blues take a one nothing lead. Robbie Fabry's had many chances and he gets his first of the season with some diligent hard work. And Craig Berube identifies that this line has been going right off the hop in this hockey game. Steen, a terrific start to this game. Protects the puck, puts it in front. Bozak's there, the rebound's there. Little bump on Edler. The shot goes off the post. He puts on the brakes, and he sniffs it out and drills it underneath the goaltender's leg. And does that feel good for Robbie Fabry? Some hard work in the offensive zone. Steen gets the puck, puts it on net. Bozak is there. He takes a shot at it, goes off the post, and right in front is Robbie Fabry for the rebound. Nice to see Fabry get a goal. That was his first of the season. Bozak gets his third assist. Steen gets his second assist. 14 minutes, 25 seconds in. The Blues are up one to nothing, and they would go out of the first period up one to nothing. Shots on goal, 11 to 9 in the Blues' favor for that period. I thought overall the Blues played pretty good. Not great but they played good. They cut down on some mistakes and they were able to take the lead and come out of the first period one to nothing. Heading into the second period, you want the Blues to continue to build on that. They weren't able to early, but Vancouver came out early and I thought played pretty good. Michael Furlan would get his first goal of the year and tie this one up at one apiece very early in the second period. What a chance there for the Canucks. Edler with a long shot. Tip, stop, rebound, they score! Ferland got that one as the puck popped right in front, and he ties the game 2:04 into the second period. And that's just persistence. The Canucks doing a nice job regaining control. What a save by Bennington earlier, but this one, Michael Ferland goes to the net. Brandon Sutter. Wow. Bennington had no idea where that one was. Jake Vertanen does a nice job on the forecheck. Goes back to the point, get the shot through, tipped by Brandon Sutter, and Michael Furlan gets the rebound, puts it away. The Blues were unable to get the puck out of their zone. Goes out to the point, they put a shot on Jordan Bennington. He makes the initial save. The Blues were unable to box guys out in front of the net, and Michael Furlan ties this one up at one. Just goes to show you, head towards the net, some good things can happen. That goal by Furlan would be his first of the season. Assisted by Sutter, his third of the season. Edler gets his third assist. Two minutes, four seconds into the second. And the Canucks are feeling pretty good being tied one to one. But the Blues came out quickly after this. They didn't let that goal get them down. Alex Petrangelo would get his third of the season. Just about 43 seconds after Ferlin tied it to give the Blues a one goal lead. Robert Thomas there gets some help from Oscar Sundquist. Blues have numbers at the line to Petrangelo shoots. He scores! What a blast! That's two to one. That's the way to counter after giving one up. Petrangelo heads up the ice, stops. Now he's on his way. He drives and a one-timer as the goaltender doesn't push all the way across. The right-hand shot. Whoa, short side. Good blast there by Petrangelo. He's had some good success going to that side. Do you know what I love about this goal? 
there wasn't the dump and chase that we know the Blues do 86% of the time. They brought the puck over the blue line with strength. Sunquist has it, passes it towards Barbashev. Barbashev knows Petrangelo's behind him. He lets the puck go. Petrangelo takes the shot, gets it past Demko. Just a beautiful play by all three involved. It's so nice to see the Blues take that puck into the offensive zone instead of dumping and chasing it in. That goal by Petrangelo would be his third of the season. Sunquist with that great pass gets his first assist. Two minutes, 47 seconds in, the Blues are up two to one. But they weren't done. They saw blood in the water and they took advantage of it. Less than 40 seconds after Petrangelo's goal, Vladimir Tarasenko gets his second of the season and the Blues are looking good at three to one. Here comes Schwartz the other way as it opens up. Now for Shen, rolls off a check to Schwartz, in on goal, and a save, and he scores! Tarasenko gets the rebound, and it's 3-1! to one. Two goals in two games now for the guy that scores in clusters. And here's the play by Shen, protects the puck, spin around, gives Schwartz a wide open lane. Mott, the winger, number 64, loses his man. Tanev's focused on Schwartz, Tarasenko slides in, scores on the backhand. So they made a couple of defensive miscues there in that first period that resulted in a little bit of a angst on the bench by a few guys. The initial shot by Schwartz, Demko makes the save. He cannot keep control of the rebound. And who's there to knock it in? That would be Vladimir Tarasenko. That goal by Tarasenko would be a second of the season. Schwartz gets his fifth assist. Shin gets his third assist. And another example of the team bringing the puck over the blue line with authority and having a plan, knowing what they're going to do with that puck. At that point, the Blues were really dominating the game. They looked really, really good until I would say there was about seven, eight minutes left in that period. And then JT Miller would get his fourth goal of the year to get the Canucks back within one goal. Cross at the flex of the far side, and here comes Tyler Mott. Canucks have three through center. Mott in towards the goal. He shoots, hit the post. Rebound in front, Miller scores. JT Miller had that puck come off the post right onto his stick. And the Canucks, after killing off a two-man advantage, have pulled back to within one as Miller scores with 6.38 to go in the second. A little carom action right to JT Miller as Tyler Mott shot hits the post right dead on. JT Miller, who is leading the charmed life right now, comes out to him. Left-hand shot right on the blade. The Canucks bring the puck over the blue line, take a shot. Goes off the post. Bennington's looking for it. It's right in front of him, about eight feet. And JT Miller, the former Rangers, right there to put the puck past him to make it 3-2. to two. That goal by Miller would be his fourth of the season. Mott gets his first assist. Myers gets his third assist. 13 minutes, 22 seconds in. The rest of that second period was played pretty evenly. I thought the Canucks picked it up a little bit. The shots on goal in that second period, 13 for the Blues, 11 for the Canucks. As we head into the third period, can the Blues hold the lead? They would blow this two-goal lead they had earlier at 3-1 when Bo Horvat gets his first goal of the season. 12 minutes, 5 seconds in. We are tied at three apiece. 10 seconds to go on the two-man advantage. And centering pass, Levo, weak shot as he was checked. Now it's centered, Pedersen deeks, and he can't jam it home. Now he gets in the line, and he puts it in. Three whacks at it. 
the Canucks, just as the penalties expired, have tied the game at three. Jordan Bennington didn't like all the time that Elias Patterson had. And after Patterson put it in, it was Bennington who piled on. So the Canucks are 0 for 5 on the power play. But they've tied the game here. Just as the penalties expired, a wild scramble in front. Pedersen jamming away. Horvat there as well. And Vancouver has pulled even at three here in the third period. Horvat on the backhand. You can see Colton Pareko was the guy that blocked Pedersen's try. And then Bo Horvat comes in. Pedersen goes around Bennington. What led to this goal was a goalie interference call being called on Robert Thomas. I know a lot of Blues fans are upset about it. I think this was one of those calls that could go either way, which means it's up to the ref. It wasn't blatant. It wasn't to where a ref could have looked at it and said, no, that's not goalie interference. It was right in the middle. In my mind, some Blues fans are going to disagree with me and say, no way it was goalie interference, and that's fine. I understand what you're saying. But what made it even worse is when Craig Berube gets the bench minor and he comes out and says it was his penalty and the Blues go on a five-on-three penalty kill. The five-on-three penalty kill is so hard to defend against, especially when you've got good players out there. Pedersen gets the puck. Bennington's doing everything he can to keep the puck out. He makes some initial saves. Pedersen still got the puck. Nobody's around him. He shoots it in. There's Pareko laying on the ice, basically in the net. He makes the first initial save where the puck doesn't go over the blue line. But Horvat's right there to put the puck in after the saves by Bennington after Pedersen couldn't put the puck in, and after the save by Pareko, he's there to do it, and we are tied at three each. That would be Horvat's first goal of the season. Pedersen gets his fourth assist. Levo gets his second assist, 12 minutes, five seconds in. Shots on goal for that third period, pretty even. The Blues had 11 to Vancouver's 10. We head to overtime, where both teams have two shots on goal. Nobody's able to put the puck past Demko or Bennington. And, of course, here comes the shootout. Josh Levo will go for the Canucks in round six. His chance to win the game. Scores! There it is. Wow. Josh Levo, the 12th shooter of the shootout, he gets the only goal. And the Canucks, who trailed 3-1 in the second period, get the game to overtime. Get the game to a shootout. Thatcher Demko stops all six shooters, and Levo wins it as the Canucks walk out of St. Louis with a 4-3 victory. Bennington did everything he could to stay in position and stay with the direction that Levo was going, but Levo ends up going to the right glove side. Bennington finally commits totally, and he puts it over him. The Canucks win this one 4-3 in a shootout. Let's head to the stats of the game. Blues had 37 shots on goal. The Canucks had 32. The Blues won the faceoff battle 53% to 47%. The Blues were 0 for 5 on the power play. The Canucks were 0 for 4. The Canucks had 15 hits to the Blues 11. Both teams blocked 11 shots. The Blues had 9 giveaways to the Canucks 4. Let's head to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Pareko, Bennington, and of course Coach Craig Berube, where he's going to address that situation where it ended up being five on three. A two-goal lead and you you can't put it away? I mean, the same as last game. We had a two-goal lead and they came back and uh, won in overtime, so I guess, yeah, you can say that. What do you have to do to change that? Just stay on them. I mean, it's tough. They want to win, too. Um, 
they're getting pucks towards the net. Obviously, we had a good kill there, five on three, and um, they just put one towards the net, and puck was there and went in. So uh, I don't know, just continue to stay with our game plan. Um, it's not easy to win this league, so just make sure that we stay focused. Um, just don't take any lead for granted. Just continue to push, and obviously, no, we came in the third with three two two leads. So obviously, try to emphasize getting the next one, making a four two lead, and um, just keep pushing. What what happened on the on, on the five on three? You guys got a bench penalty. Was someone like uh, upset I have with the no record? idea? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I just knew it was five on three. That's a tough hole to be in, though, for, for two for two full minutes. Of yeah, for three. sure. I mean, but I thought we did a good job of sorting it out, get it killed. I don't know if they scored on the five on three or not, but I thought we did a good job. You almost got a pretty miraculous save down there. How did you see that one unfolding? I just saw him. He had a, kind of went around the and I uh, just tried to get my stick in there and then took a swipe at it, and I think my stick was just kind of went over it. Uh, and then it was just a jam fest after that. And they kind of jammed it, came in there, and put it in. So try to keep it in, try to get my body in front of it, but... Um, I mean, it's just tough with all their, their guys kind of coming down. Yeah. Two goal leads have been so difficult for you guys to sustain lately. Uh, you know, I think we have to do a good job at staying composed and just getting back to our game and, uh, you know, just taking care of what we can control. Jeez. George Craig talked about, you know, keeping teams out of the interior. Are you seeing a concerted effort by these teams to crash the net and just try to get some of those dirty goals against you guys? and? They're having some success at it right now. Uh, I guess so, a little bit. Uh, you know, it's part of the game, and um, they're coming at the net hard, and we're going at their net hard too. So, it goes both ways, and I think we're doing a good job. But uh, you know, we got to keep working and keep improving and uh, keep building. I'm guessing you probably didn't see what was happening at the bench. Were you surprised to see that it was a five-on-three instead of a? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know until we were lining up, and I saw two guys in the box, but. You know, it is what it is, and it's frustrating, but um, it is what it is. You got to handle it and move on. Very narrowly, you almost killed it. It was seconds away before you, which would have been a really big kill, right? Yeah, that would have been a big kill, and uh, you know, yeah, they they got one there. Near save by Pareko there. What did you were you seeing that? Uh, on the goal, yeah, I, I just looked back and he was pad stacking back there, and. Uh, I guess he made a couple saves, and then I was too late to come help him. So, uh, yeah, it's frustrating giving up leads and losing in uh, these extra points is frustrating. So, well, we're gonna have to find a way to, you know, come out on top. Do you sense that you're, you're getting extra from these teams uh, early on, just because you're the Stanley Cups? I mean, can you, champs, can you sense that at all, or no? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. You know, obviously we're champs, but it's the NHL and. Uh, every game's a tough one, and everyone's out here trying to prove themselves. So it's really tough to say right now, but I bet uh, it's a better feeling beating us uh, than other teams probably. Was it was a bench minor for, for me? Were you surprised they called the bench minor? Or did you feel it was yeah. Big time. But whatever. You know, I just, that's, that's my fault. Did you get any kind of explanation about this? No, nothing. Well, I thought, you know, we were playing pretty well and that, you know, the penalty on Thomas is, you know, it's unwarranted. And then, you know, that's my fault. So like yeah, the bench minor, um, I thought that we were, we were fine. We we're in good, we we're in good shape, you know. So you look at this, giving up the two goal lead different than the other ones because of the difference? Yeah, I do tonight. Yeah.
what you get in the, uh, the shootouts. I mean, other than picking the players, it's just, there's really, you know, that shootout. Oh, yeah, it's a shootout. No, it's tough. I mean, it is what it is. You know, like, um, probably, you know, we have a 5 on 3 we may, Maybe we make it 4-1 there. It's probably game over. Yeah. yeah. When you're watching that, you feel like you got sufficient chances on that? Or could you have done more? You always think you can do more, but we, we had three pretty good opportunities to score. Um, like, good shots. And just, just didn't pick the corner, you know. About five on three, because I mean, this predates even your time here. You haven't had a regular season five on three goals since the 2016 17 season. This, this team has a trouble. There's trouble with that. And um, well, we don't get very many, but um, in saying that, though, I don't think that uh, I don't, you know, I think that we can move the puck quicker than, on a five on three than we do. I think um, sometimes that we um, probably slow it down a little bit too much. Bench players aren't called that often. I mean, is it protocol in hockey? Would a coach get a warning from a referee? Hey, that's enough, or, or no? Well, at times there will be if you know there's continuous you know yelling or you know, but there wasn't like that. So this was just real quick. Yeah, pretty quick, pretty quick. Have you had some before? You haven't had any here. No, I've had them before. How did that Thomas look? He he was fine. I thought uh, looked like his skating was good. It looked like he was moving well, and his, his uh, hands were good. I thought he um, he made some good plays. Yeah, overall, I I thought his game was pretty good tonight. Craig, do you feel like you're building on each other? We we do good things, that's for sure. But we're still not where we need to be. You know, we still gotta. We got to be tighter than we are defensively. <clears throat> I still think that uh, we're not, you know, our awareness without the puck is not very, it's not where it should be right now. And there is puck play at times that we got to clean it up. Like we're just turning pucks over too much, you know, at times. Those are the two areas for me that, you know, we could tighten up for sure. Do you, do you talk to your team after the game? Or you wait? I, I do usually. I wait till tomorrow. Yeah. But sometimes I go in there. It depends on the situation. I didn't go in there. Good to see Robbie Fabry. Yeah, I was happy for him. He had a real good opportunity before that. Didn't score. Um, and, um, you know, he battled there at the net and got a goal. So it's good to see. Do you feel other teams are playing up to you guys this early on in the season because you're the Stanley Cup champions and you're getting all these close, tough games? I, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think that teams are prepared for us for sure. Uh, but it's a tough league. The team, it, it teams is, is you're never going to get any easy games. So there's there's a lot, there's a lot of close games in this league. So there are definitely close games in this league. That's why the worst team in the league can beat the best team in the league on any given night. Did the Blues have a terrible game? No, they did not. There were stretches where they looked really, really good. But when you get a 3-1 to one lead, you've got to shut the other team down. I'm not talking about going into a defensive hole. You've got to continue to put that pressure on them and spend more time in the offensive zone than in the neutral zone and the defensive zone. And I think in this game, the Blues didn't do that. They didn't put enough pressure on Demko and the Canucks defense 
and that's what allowed the Canucks to come back from a two-goal deficit. The Blues have done this several times this year. They're on their heels. They're moving slow. They're not moving their feet, and it's got to stop. The Blues could have very easily and should have won this game. Let's hope that they can take a lesson from these last couple games, that when you get a two-goal lead, you've got to continue to put that pressure on. You've got to continue to do what got you to that two-goal lead. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop the Recap of the Blues Canucks game. Make sure you join me for the recap of the Blues Canadians game coming up on Saturday. Until then, have a safe weekend, enjoy your weekend, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.